This is a Chronicle podcast, bringing you ideas in the service of medicine. From the Chronicle podcast system, this is the NPC podcast of the National Pharmaceutical Congress for February 9, 2022. The NPC podcast was created to discuss and consider the purpose, process and people of the pharma industry during the COVID era. We'll continue the healthcare conversation by answering questions sent by listeners. Just like you. This program is presented in cooperation with Imprez, Canada's next generation commercial partner. The industry is rapidly evolving, and Imprez is designed to help you evolve with it. Learn more about Imprez tailored best-in-class solutions at www.imprez.com. Our guest today is Michelle Lavoie, president of Dermtech Pharma. Michelle will join your hosts, Jim, Mark, and Mitch, to talk about entrepreneurship, growing up in the drug business, and other subjects of interest. To start this week's conversation, here is Mitch Shannon, CEO of Chronicle Companies. Welcome to the NPC Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mitch Shannon. Joining me today in our podcast gondola overlooking all the center ice action, we have Mark McElwain, consultant and senior health policy expert. Mark, to you and your fellow Buffalo Bills fans across Southern Ontario, my deepest condolences. Yeah, that was quite the ending, and for the Bucks too. Although for Brady, there never does seem to be an ending. True enough. And with us in the gondola is Mr. James Shea, General Manager at the Council for Continuing Pharmaceutical Education. Jim, I see uh, Montreal will not be sharing an MLB team with Tampa Bay. So much for the Expo Devils or whatever they might have been called. Yeah, I mean, I, I favored the idea of calling them the, the depots because it would have been where all of the, you know, the sad memories would have been kept. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I think that covers our quota of preamble sports chatter for today. We are your hosts, known to listeners as Jim, Mark, and Mitch, because all the really clever names have already been trademarked, such as A Tribe Called Quest or Flomax. Jim, Mark, get ready. I'm here to warn you that here today you're up against two guys named Mitch. So you're probably used to me by now, almost sort of. But our guest also answers to the name of Mitch. Let's welcome a great friend of the podcast, Michelle Lavoie, CEO of Dermtech Pharmaceuticals in Montreal. Mitch, thanks for dropping by. Well, Mitch, thanks for having me. Good to see you, Mark and Jim. And welcome, yes. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be here. So how's everyone feeling? Oh, not too bad. So for full disclosure to our audience, Mitch and I have known each other a long time. Uh, in fact, Mitch, I think it was right after you got your first tattoo at the age of 11. <laughs> Is that about right? That's quite possible. Yeah, that must be the uh, Dermtech logo, I believe, on my back. Yeah. Full size, yeah. I think that's right. For those of our listeners who are perhaps not as familiar as we are on this podcast, can you tell us a bit more about Germtech Pharma? You're a family-owned business with Canadian roots, and you're competing against some very large multinationals with deep pockets. What's the Germtech story in 180 seconds or less? Well, the Germtech story is a great story. It starts in 1985. My father, Bob, with the help of my mother, Nicole, decided to, my father, who had previously worked 20 years in the industry, 10 for Westwood and 10-4 TransCanada Dermaputics, which became Canderm, decided with my mom's help to start Dermtech in the basement of the family home. And so gives up, you know, a well-paying job, sells his small sports car and sailboat, remortgages the house, takes a bank loan. And so his accountant at the time said, Bob, this is an absolute madness. You can't do this. 
And so Bob quickly found a new accountant because he was really set on his vision of really creating Canada's first wholly owned family business, specializing really in dermatology and creating much needed over-the-counter products. So we've come a long way. My sister and I have been following in our parents' footsteps since 2017 now. The business is celebrating its 37th year, which is incredible to believe in a multinational dominated industry. So we're very proud to say that today we employ 26 amazing people and we're quite relevant in the industry. Michelle, it's Mark. So, you know, back to that logo, uh, you were literally born into the pharma business. I understand your parents had you and your sister doing tasks such as labeling boxes pretty much as soon as you were out of diapers. So did you ever contemplate any other line of work? Well, I was definitely exposed to a lot of hard, hard work. Two parents that were really trying to lift this new business off the ground. A father that was on the road quite a bit. You know, I have uh, fond memories of hearing the typewriter going off till about four in the morning and my mother writing letters to doctors. And this is, you know, before computers, of course. And so post office runs with mom and her rabbit GTI to the post office with physician samples. You know, I did get involved in other projects a few in event marketing. You know, I did get involved also in the construction of a nine-hole golf course on Nuns Island in uh, Montreal, which was an interesting feat. But, you know, dermatology has always been in my life. Having the chronicles of skin and allergy laying around and the American Academy journals, cutaneous medicine, you know, I was very exposed at a young age to graphic pictures of psoriasis, eczema, of genitalia. So it was really a part of our upbringing. I'm traveling across the country to these great Canadian dermatology meetings, getting to meet other families and physicians. And it has truly developed into a passion. You know, over the years, it's really something we love. My sister and I are having a blast. And my sister's got a great eye for marketing. I'm more of a sales guy. So we really complement each other quite well. So it's Jim here. Yeah, it's obviously, it's not just skin deep in, in your family. <laughs> really bad one. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. So just before the pandemic struck, you relocated your new bricks and mortar uh, just off the 40 in Dorval, a couple of kilometers actually from my offices in Saint Laurent. How has the ongoing pandemic affected things day to day at Dermtech Pharma? Yeah, great point. You know, we founded in 85 in Pierrefonds in the basement, moved to 1600 Trans-Canada Highway in 89. And then in 2018, we were expropriated because of the construction of this new light rail train system here, which was very impressive. And it's, I believe, going to be completed this year. So we relocated to 7,600 TransCanada, which ironically is right at the end of the infamous pharmaceutical highway. So at the corner of St. John's exit and Highway 40. So for us, it's been an amazing move. It's changed a lot for us. The first time in our company's history, we actually have our own loading dock, could you believe? So, you know, at the previous address, we had to deal with a third-party logistics company, seeing as we were up on the mezzanine, up on the second floor. So that created, you know, slower uh, shipping times. And with the pandemic, you know, we were faced with multiple uh, back orders, shortages of raw product, you know, active ingredients, components, bottles, caps from overseas. The production of finished goods takes more time. You know, we've seen, of course, price increases across the board. So Day-to-day operations, we've seen half of our staff still working remotely to this day from home with technology and remote working off the laptop. It works quite well for some. There's other positions that, you know, we do have to be in-house. So the other half works here at the office. 
you know, we've managed to maximize some of this empty office space and, and actually use it for storage in some cases. Thing is, we've got a lot of square footage here, um, just trying to maximize our locales. You know, it just really has been trying to respect deadlines more than anything, I have to say. Everything's been delayed. Trucking is now a huge issue. So it's uh, just trying to predict and be ready for the next quarter in many cases. Well, that's interesting. Those are different answers that we've been getting from other people. Uh, You're talking about the meat and potatoes of the business and really keeping everything moving. So that's an interesting insight for sure. And I guess that begs this next question is that, you know, things have changed over the pandemic. What are some of the things that are for the better and and are going to stay around? Yeah, great question. I, you know, we often hear this expression where, you know, you, we had to pivot quickly, adapt with these uh, video conferences and more than ever, technology is, is our best friend. We've tried to replace emails with phone calls. You know, there's a lot of times where, you know, quick email is easy, but there's also something to be said about speaking to someone over the phone. You know, these face-to-face meetings, in my opinion, will resume slowly but surely, although, you know, People's time is valued more than ever, I think. So it's just finding that balance. You know, relationships built over the years, of course, have a huge part, a huge say in all this. Yeah. Hi, Michelle. It's Mark again. So uh, a little bit more on technology. And we're just sort of wondering whether high technology has changed the way you deal with your customers, whether there's any transformation there in how you deal on the sales side. You know, customer relations, customer service has always been extremely important to us. You know, a quick follow-up has always been our mantra. You know, now with technology analytics, you know, emails, you think of customer geography, customer relationship, the accessibility is greater than it's ever been. So we've got these incredible tools. So it's just finding the right ways and, and using them, I think, at this point and, you know, making it all worth the while without being too repetitive at times. You're listening to the NPC podcast, where we're chatting with Michelle Lavoie, CEO of Dermtech Pharma on the TCAN in Dorval, Quebec. Dermtech's founder, your dad, had a gift for product development with your mom, uh, established uh, Umbrella and Reversa and other skincare brands that continue to thrive. Michelle, will new launches continue to play a role in Dermtech's growth? Absolutely, Mitch. You're right. Bob was a visionary. He had a great eye and was always avant-garde very much so with many of the product launches. You know, for us, innovation, R&D plays a huge role here at Dermtech. Our last OTC launch was a great product for rosacea called Rosaderm, an antiparasitic. You know, we've introduced at least two or more products a year. We're getting ready to launch two new Acnex products for the Acnex Acne lineup. All of our products formulated in-house in our laboratory with our incredible chemist and the help of our scientific director, GM, and sales team. We really do a lot of focus grouping and we've never had to purchase a license or turn key product ready to go. So, you know, really by listening to physicians and patients' needs, we were also recently able to resurrect some oldies but goodies, you know, therapies that were discontinued by some of our competitors. So, you know, working closely with patients and dermatologists has always been, you know, our strong suit. And I think we will always continue to invest in that avenue for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Michelle, it's Mark. Stepping back, the extended Lavoie family, your uncles and aunts, they're very well known for successes in different creative endeavors, including advertising, design, landscape architecture. Now, despite the creativity you guys have brought to it, Pharma is seldom thought of as a creative type of business. Why do you think that is? 
Yeah, interesting. Well, thanks for that, Mark. Yes, my aunt Brenda, she has a successful graphic design company called Bazooka Design and is responsible for the Umbra logo and many of our artworks over the year with uh, reverse and other over-the-counter products. My Uncle Paul is known uh, worldwide really for his advertising expertise and having worked for Cassette in the past and then having started his own agency called Taxi. You know, Paul has since moved into a new space. He started a company called Bow Lake, which specializes in high-end paddle boards, electric boats, all things cottage and uh, lake-related. So, um, but that's true. You know, pharma, I guess, traditionally has always been a little more serious, you know, on the medical side, of course. I guess growing up in the industry, I mean, I have memories of, you know, sharing a, an egg salad sandwich with a warm seven up the hospital with, you know, young residents, sharing a cup of soup with a coffee. And uh, it was it was a different time. And this is way before ad boards and, you know, the big meanings as we know them today. But I think that marketing definitely plays a huge role. It's, it's a serious business. You know, it's clinically driven, data driven. I remember Bob receiving the uh, Healthcare Marketing Hall of Fame Award in uh, 2004. Sounds, sounds about right. I was there, yeah. <laughs> As was I. Yeah, so I mean, there's, there's definitely room for improvement, let's say. Uh, well, it's uh, Jim here. I mean, this is very interesting, this whole history and the breadth and depth of this. Maybe I'm going to talk a little bit or ask a little bit more about market drivers here, you know. Here it is, the the modern high-def video, Zoom meetings, you got to be camera ready, you know. Have you actually seen an increase in the demand for your aesthetic dermatology products, or is it just me using them? (laughs) I mean, we have no way of knowing, Jim. We can't really see you well, but, you know, we've definitely seen an increase in demand. An increase for uh, portable products, good efficacy, easy to find, dermocosmetic products. You know, in fact, we've been able to double our reverse sales in the past four years, since 2017. You know, so that's definitely an indicator that obviously with a great dermatologist support, pharmacists, cosmetic managers support, a loyal clientele, combined with buy local movement, great efficacy at a fair price, have all been contributing factors to our growth for sure. You know, that's interesting because I started using your umbrella, believe it or not, when I was doing uh, my graduate work up in the Arctic and we had to use it because, you know, you've heard of snow blindness, but people don't realize how sunburned you can get being out on the snow and it's all reflection. So, and I always carried around some of the umbrella little samples in my glove compartments in my car too, because you never know when you were going to have to slap something on your face or your hands or (laughs) wherever. So yeah, I've been, I've been using your stuff for a long time. Amazing. Good man. Well, that's great to hear. And that's why I look so good. Take a better look <laughs> at my face. You know? You'll have to show me your pictures from the Arctic sometime. That sounds very uh, exciting uh, time. Will do. Michelle, it's uh, Mark again. And another problem we're hearing more about just lately is acne, which is triggered by wearing facial masks for extended period. It's now actually part of the language too. It's uh, maskne. And there are countless videos on this theme. You know, I wonder if you could comment on how social media can help change the business and bring things to the fore in a huge hurry. Yeah, no, great point. The maskne, you know, we've had a huge demand for our Acnex acne line more than ever now with this maskne, you know, with all the different platforms you think of LinkedIn, the TikTok, the Instagram, Facebook, plus many well-known influencers, you know, the information is coming in quickly. Faster than ever, really. New trends, new product launches, new actives. We're seeing more and more quick 
sales increases following online doctor or influencer favorites recommendations for sure. Oh, Jim back here again. Uh, I guess it's time for us to go put on our soothsayer's hat and go sit in our prognostication corner. What predictions do you make about life sciences industry during 2022? I don't know if I will make any predictions. Human beings have evolved over and over for thousands of years. Uh, Medicines will continue year after year. It's truly amazing how far we've come, to be uh, quite honest, in such a short time. From discovering hydrocortisone to the latest medicines and therapies, it's truly remarkable. You know, I'm more optimistic than ever that the best I would say is yet to come. We've been speaking with Canadian entrepreneur and Abbott outdoorsman, Michelle Lavoie, who when he's out on the trails or out on the lake or hanging around the sugar shack, goes by the voyageur nickname of Mitch. So, sir, thanks for sharing your time and knowledge with our listeners. Hope we get to see some of you Lavois in person very soon. Well, hope to see you as well, guys. Appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me and hope to see you live at the next CDA meeting there, Mitch. You will, sir. I I certainly hope that's the case. Do you have questions for Michelle or any comments for us about today's conversation? If so, tag us on Twitter at 2021NPC. You can also send an email to health at chronicle.org. Attach a voice clip to your message and you might appear in an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's NPC podcast, please do share it with your colleagues. Find us at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to us on February 9th, today is Ronnie Miller Day. Join us this morning for a special session of the National Pharmaceutical Congress honoring Ronnie. Log in at www.tiny.cc slash Ronnie. The NPC podcast is presented in cooperation with Imprez, Canada's next-generation commercial partner. Visit them at www.imprez.com. I'm your announcer, Leona Void of Chronicle Companies. The podcast producer is Jeremy Visser. John Evans and Cristela Ruiz provided research. The musical theme is performed with single-minded focus by the NPC podcast orchestra, under the direction of Maestro Sonchuela Milbrook. We'll speak again next week, when our guest will be David Renwick, of Emergent Biosolutions. Until then, have a happy Ronnie Miller Day.